Hey folks, Sean here. And in this episode, I want to talk to you more about why it's so important to truly understand the existing solution before you're intending on innovating and providing a better one. Now, when I say existing solution, what I mean is your answer to the problem worth solving. That's really where you start. But once you've identified that, what you really also need to understand is how that problem is currently being solved for your target market, right? There could be various options, but typically there's one that stands out way in advance of any of the other ones. And you really need to better understand how the existing solution is working for the target market so that you can make sure you don't make a specific mistake, which I do see time and time again, and I've experienced it very recently. And I'm gonna share that with you as an example. What I mean by that is providing a supposedly updated, arguably better solution but missing something important, which ultimately means you take functionality away. This is a classic mistake I see in everything from software products to hardware products. It's an easier mistake to make than it sounds like. So let me give you some examples. So back when I worked in corporate, which was largely FinTech oriented, one of the internal teams had a custom built system that was intending to replace the existing essentially like work order management system. Now, the original system was built into the ancient now email system called Lotus Notes. If you haven't used it, consider yourself lucky. <laughs> it really wasn't that bad, but it also wasn't great. So it was a fairly archaic system and it just handled these work order requests. So the team that I was a part of needed to do some work. The details of which would go into these requests could be submitted by internal customers, which for us were just other people that worked at the company. And then our team would be responsible for processing them. Now, that system was everyone's favorite thing to beat up and complain about. It was pretty limited in terms of what it could do. And we had internal developers that were that could make some minor modifications to the system, but it really couldn't be improved dramatically. So it kind of just sat there for a while until we brought this custom solution to market, which was ultimately a uh, redesign that was intended to improve considerably over the older existing solution. Now. One of the things that was completely missed somehow as part of that entire project, which took over a year and cost a lot, was that despite the limitations of the older system, there was something that the new system couldn't do that the old system did that was very important, and that was search. Search somehow was functionality that was missing when they shipped the new system. So what would, what we would do in the use case looked like searching for old requests, copying them to be able to submit a new one, or searching when troubleshooting to try to find something based on whatever data may be indexed because we'd use that data to do troubleshooting in the event we had any problems with that request in terms of it having been submitted. So that was kind of like a mic drop moment for that team when we eventually told them, hey, look, the new system is great and all, but here's a pretty significant limitation that you guys missed. And despite all the time, effort, and resources that went into that project, we're missing something that we used all the time. So they had to scramble to ultimately fix that. And what I'm trying to communicate with you here is that you can pay very close attention to the existing solution. What is the experience and the process for how people are solving those problems today? You won't miss something obvious or you shouldn't miss something obvious. And don't overthink the fact that just because you're building something new that you're unlikely to miss functionality that was there that's important. Because if you do, that is gonna cause a lot of problems like it did in this case. Now, the other example that I'll share with you is a more modern one. 
and the vehicle. So the vehicle that we have is like a mid-sized Volvo and it's a couple years old. And for the most part, Volvo a few years back, they switched over the center console operation to be completely digital and touchscreen, which a lot of the new vehicles today are doing. Tesla kind of popularized this, removed mechanical buttons, replaced them with an electronic interface, usually touchscreen. Volvo somewhat followed suit and the center console kind of operates like a phone oven in itself. Like you can install apps on it so that you don't have to like plug in your phone and use one of the driving applications like Apple CarPlay or uh, Android Auto. Now, having said that, one of the problems with that is that they took away the mechanical buttons. So the electronic interface has been buggy upon occasion. When that electronic interface is not working, you can't do things like control the HVAC, the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning in the car. So we have, as a family, had problems multiple times where it's too cold outside, we can't turn on the heat. It is too warm outside, we can't turn on the air conditioning. And the reason why we can't do that is because the software interface or the interface in which we control those now for that car, super buggy, and we can't access the mechanical controls. So it makes it significantly harder to be able to do something simple, like turn on the heat or turn on the air conditioning. So these are just a few examples, and I see them everywhere. What you need to do is you need to ensure that the solution that you're providing is comprehensive and that it doesn't take functionality away. That's the lesson to take away from this episode is make sure that what you are providing doesn't take functionality away, right? We get so excited and borderline obsessed about the new innovative features and functionality that we're going to provide and how wonderful it's going to be that we have a tendency to miss something obvious that we need to port over from the existing solution. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.